Hi, I'm Patrick Finley. He's Jason Leisure. And Jason, we just saw the Bears find a new and creative way to lose. We will talk about all that and more coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Jason, the Bears had a 12-point lead, and they were kicking off with 4 minutes and 19 seconds to go uh, Sunday at Ford Field. Uh, the Lions managed to march and score a touchdown within a minute, get the ball back, march and score a touchdown again, uh, and after a goofy safety, walk away with a 31-26 victory. <sighs> what do we think other than uh, it's never a dull moment around here. Well, it all builds to this point, Patrick, late in the fourth quarter. So you take all of these different storylines of Justin Fields comes off the injury efficient as a passer. I would like to have seen more production. I don't think 169 yards is going to get it done Yep, passing-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 100 yards rushing, I mean, his total production, I've always wanted to see him in the combined passing rushing range of like 250 to 300 yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And however he wants to get into that range, great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see Justin Fields showing a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. You see the defense turning the ball over against a quarterback that's very efficient in Jared Goff who doesn't turn the ball over. And you're on the road playing pretty well. You have the mm-hmm. game in control. It all comes down to this sequence in the four, late in the fourth quarter where game is on the line. Whatever has happened to this point, the game is on the line. Mm-hmm. And the Bears go the, – the Lions go down down 12 the lions go down and score in a minute 16 Mm -hmm. with the game on the line still with the game at stake now it's what a five point lead the Mm -hmm. bears go three plays one yard what 14 seconds something like that yeah and and let's break it down the first play is a handoff to khalil herbert timeout lions they use their first timeout second play is a handoff to herbert it was a read option but justin fields looks outside sees that the lions are waiting for him so he does the right thing hands the ball off uh Lions bang a timeout. And now we're at third and seven or so, I believe. Third and nine. Third and nine. And uh, they call a pass play. And they've got a cross, a crosser to DJ Moore. The safety comes down to play Moore, which he should have. That was option one, as it should have been. And, and Fields looks deep to Tyler Scott uh, and puts a ball that Tyler Scott would probably say he should have He did caught. say. No, he did say. Tyler yeah. Scott said that ball was a great ball. And that yep. was where it should be. And Tyler Scott said, quote, I misjudged it. We can have a long conversation about whether Tyler Scott's the person you want to be leaning on in these situations. The Bears have D.J. Moore for a reason. I mean, you want it to be Chase Claypool? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, no, but at the end of the Panthers game, they in a gots-to-have-it situation, they threw to Darnell Mooney. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, D.J. Moore is their best player. Trying to get the ball to him makes sense. But absent that, they take this deep shot. It falls incomplete. All of a sudden, the Bears are punting the ball back. The Lions have got a timeout left. And they march down the field. They don't get to third down until they are inside the 10-yard line. When they do, it's third and two. There's a a run that gets them to the one, and the Bears all of a sudden have to bang a timeout uh, to give themselves some time uh, for when the Lions scored. And and they do score, and they get the two-point conversion. And then Justin Fields has got a chance to get them down the field to give Cairo Santos a shot to tie the game. And on the first play, uh, he drops back. Aiden Hutchinson bull rushes through Darnell Wright, punches at the ball that Justin's holding at his side um, right before Justin's getting ready to shuffle up and, and check the ball down. Uh, the ball squirts out the back of the end zone. Two points for 
the Lions, and there's your five-point differential. You ever make ribs? Yeah. Do you do them in the oven? I do, with a little uh, white vinegar and, yeah. uh, and some foil on top. That sounds good. Yeah, and then you, bro- and then you uh, broil them outside. Yes. Afterwards. Right. I do them for two hours in the oven and then about five minutes on the grill. Yep. So they, that was two hours in the oven before Fields fumbled away that right. safety at the end. Yep. That was the part where the ribs go on the grill. No, so no matter what led up to this point, you get to a point late in the game where the game is on the line, and while the Bears can say all these good things they did, mm-hmm. They did what bad teams do, yeah. which is throw away any of the progress you've made, throw away any of the good things you did, mm-hmm. and you end up in this sequence where they're up 12 yeah. with about four minutes left. The Lions' quick touchdown drive. The Bears three and out, no time off the clock. The Lions' quick touchdown drive again. Mm-hmm. Game's over at that point. And they played it pretty masterfully up until the middle of the fourth quarter where you know they held the ball, even at the end, Jason, they held the ball for almost 40 minutes. That's two-thirds of the game. Cole Komet said we kicked their ass yeah. physically yeah. and in terms of time of possession. Yeah. And and he said we'd done that before, though. He said that he felt like they did that in that, uh, I think it was 31-30 game at Soldier Field last year that the Lions won, and he felt like they did that in 2020 at Soldier Field when Mitch Trubisky, I think it was, fumbled down the front of his jersey at the end. Yeah, Romeo Oguara, I believe, was the one who uh, forced that fumble. Um, and that was third and seven, I believe. Um, third and six. And yeah, the, the Bears played well until they didn't. And like you said, that's, that's what bad teams do. Justin Fields in the fourth quarter has not been a, a very good quarterback if you look at the pass rating numbers. Um, and, you know, and, and I think you can question Matt Eberflus. And part of it is this, you know, it's fourth and half a yard and they decide to kick a field goal to go up nine. I'm good with that. I, you know, I think you got to get up two scores. Yeah. That is. Then later it's fourth and five. They decide to kick to go up 12. Eberflus was a little confused when trying to explain that to us after the game. He had the two transposed. Um, but, you know, it, he was really content to turn it into a rugby match in the second half, and it was to the Bears' benefit kind of until it wasn't, and, until, uh, until they needed nine yards and couldn't find a way to get it. The thing you're looking for from Fields and from the Bears at large is something sustained, mm-hmm. something that's not just flashes and pops here and there. Right. You're looking for something that burns for a while. Yep. And I don't think you can look at this game and say this is the start of something. Maybe we'll, we'll look back two years from now and say this was the start of something. I don't know. But I don't think you can look at that right now because in this game they undid themselves. In this game you had these flashes and then it got undercut, let alone when you start talking about over week to week or month to month or over, over the course of a season. So I am not going to make the leap off this game against the Lions that they, that they just crumbled in at the end to say, whoa, Vikings better watch out next right. week. Like they, they are not, I, I don't necessarily feel more confident about them the rest of the season off of today. I think had they won, it would have been a step because they would have been able to close in a way that they hadn't. Yeah, but that's so much, there's so much wishful thinking. You know, when you were talking about that, um, that three and out, and you were yeah. talking about, you were going through, you were taking everybody through the plays. Right. Cole Komet was taking me back through that. Right. And he said, you know, it's tough to run in that spot. I'm paraphrasing here, right. but most, but pretty, pretty accurate. Uh, it's tough to run in that spot. They're loading the box. You're hoping maybe the first one, they miss a tackle, you get five yards. The right. next one, you get six yards. It's first. How much imagining are right. we going to do right. here? Right. And, and and Cole Komet, for his part, by the way, was like not having any of the more. Let, let's take a positive out of this. He's like, this is stupid. Like he didn't say this is stupid, but he said we've got to win. 
but his overall like this right. this hypothetical these hypotheticals these what ifs or if onlys mm-hmm. with the Bears they're getting them nowhere. Matt Eberflus has now played each NFC North th- team three times. He is zero and nine. Matt Eberflus does not have a winning streak to his name. Uh, more than a year and a half into uh, his tenure. Uh, today, a, a win today would have accomplished both and would have given you, for the first time probably, a reason to think that they might be gaining a little traction. That's not to say that they were good, that they'd be good if they won this game or, or, or that Eberflus would have saved his job necessarily, but it would have given you something substantial to grab onto versus him saying, hey, we've won two of our last four and the third one was not a blowout. You know, you know those were our de- that was their definition of progress. A month ago, uh, Jason, do you think that um, you know the, the Bears' kind of physical running identity? I think really came about in the last month or five five weeks with Dante Foreman at the you know in the middle of it. Do you think that that's who they are? And 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 what did you think of reinserting Justin Fields into that? Because he sure seemed like more of a running quarterback uh, Sunday than he did at any point this year. Only I think he ran 18 times. And I think four scrambles. Yeah, in that. fourteen were were called. Yep. I I think that you're you're dead on with your assessment of it that they have gone fully into this being a running team, but I don't think that is going to be the path to contending. I just don't think that's going to work. I think you have to have a you have to have a dynamic passing game. Right. And when you look at the teams at the very top. Mm-hmm. It's Philly and the Chiefs, yep. and they have MVP caliber quarterbacks who you could tell Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes, hey, new rule, you're not allowed to run. Right. You can't go past the line of scrimmage, and they could still hurt you. And same is true for Lamar Jackson. Same is true for Tua. Right. I mean, the, that's what it takes to it's, contend. It's... It's if you were to put this game plan up against the game plan when they played the Commanders and they were going five wide and throwing deep and when you had to have it then you're throwing a little you know uh, fire screen to DJ Moore who catches it for a touchdown. Boy, those are two very different approaches. Yeah. And and them I understand they want to be multiple. I think the best teams are multiple, but you need to find a way. You need to have something you can go to when you've got when you actually when you've got to have it. And, you know, Justin Fields running a sweep ain't it on third and nine. You know what I mean? It's, if, if you can't pass like that, right? then do this. Right. Mm-hmm. But also, if you can't pass like that, you're not really going anywhere. Right. Jared Goff woke up this morning with six interceptions thrown. He's going to go to bed Sunday night with nine. The Bears picked him off three different times. Boy, he was lousy until he wasn't. <laughs> no, he was incredible at the end. He yeah. was. It was. He played the reverse game of Justin Fields. I mean, right. but here's the thing, Pat. Like when you look ahead now, it's like, ooh, they have the Lions again at Soldier Field in a month. You think Jared Goff, Jared Goff is coming out there and throwing three picks and no, putting up a 68 passer rating? No, no. I, think, I don't the think, so. think the Bears are hoping that there's a snowstorm going on and they can just hand the ball off 40 yeah. times. You probably. might not get this opportunity. We're past the point where. Jared Goff, his his resurgence is like a novelty or something. Right. This mm-hmm. isn't Geno Smith or Baker Mayfield or something like that. He has sustained this with the Lions. He has been, uh, he has looked like an MVP every time he's faced the Bears with the Lions, except for today. Right. And 
you know, the Bears are better mm-hmm. defensively than they were either of the last two years, right. even the last year of Nagy. This defense looks better to me now, mid-2023, mid than it did in 2021. But I don't think you can plan on Jared Goff playing this poorly when you see him again in a few games. No, uh, Jared Goff finishes with a pass rating of 68.3, Jason. But he marched them down the field twice uh, when they absolutely had to. Uh, Justin Fields, 105-2 passer rating, plus 104 yards rushing. Um Goff produced. I mean, there's so many nuances to these stat lines, but Goff put up 236 yards, and Goff completed big passes down the stretch when the game was on the line. Like, he put up the production when When it was necessary and to the level that was necessary. And, again, I think I brought this up earlier, but their last two possessions, Jason, they get to third down twice on the final two possessions total. Both of them are third and two. I mean, this isn't, you know, he, you know, this is a nasty offense kind of from the get-go. Um, you know, they're not even putting the Bears in a position to get off the field. And, you know, you combine that with the, the tempo they played at the end of the first half when they marched down and scored. And, you know, you know the old joke about the, you know, after a plane crash, like, why don't they make the plane out of uh, the black box? Like, why don't they make this offense out of the two-minute offense? Like, you know, th- you know they scored, uh, th- what, uh, 22 points? Uh, you know, in that two-minute offense uh, against the Bears and otherwise looked really, really lost. Yeah, you you get into this chicken-and-the-egg situation when you're talking about their offense and the play calls. Is Luke Getze hampering them, mm-hmm. or is Luke Getze calling plays tailored to the limitations of Justin Fields and the other personnel on the field? I mean, it, either way, it, it, like, you could sort out all day whose fault it is, but it's still a problem. I wonder – would you have done it differently? Uh, would you have gone run, run, deep ball uh, when they had to have it uh, on their final real drive of the game? Or would you have tried to do something different? Are you talking about the, thir- the three and out where uh-huh. they got one yard? Yeah. What would you have done? I would have wanted Justin Fields running or throwing before I would have wanted Khalil Herbert running through the middle of the line. Okay. Was yeah, Deontay Foreman out during that time? Yes, he was. I, but Roshan Johnson was available. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have wanted almost anything except two handoffs up the gut to Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert, 16 carries for 35 yards in his return, a long of nine. Uh, Roshan Johnson, I thought, uh, quietly, probably his best game of the year, six carries, 30 yards, and a long of 14. Foreman had six rushes for 14 yards, hurt his ankle, uh, his right ankle pretty bad. Uh, what, in the second qu- third quarter? Second quarter? Um, missed the whole second half. Uh, Lucas Patrick also missed the second half with a back injury after he got his clock cleaned, maybe illegally, uh, when the Lions thought that they were returning a fumble down the sideline. Where did the Bears go from here, other than Thanksgiving, other than uh, making a delicious Thanksgiving they meal play, this week? They play tough games, so I, I will say for their part, they have the opportunity in front of them to prove this is real. Their schedule, they've got six games left. The next three are much harder than the last three. Mm-hmm. The next three are at Minnesota, which keeps winning yep. with Josh Dobbs, and then uh, then the bye week, mm-hmm. and then home against these Lions that are running away with the NFC North. Yep. And then at Cleveland, which even without Deshaun Watson, it is going to be good luck scoring mm-hmm. more than 14 <laughs> points or so right. against that defense in December on their home field. So if this is really progress... I think we will find out over those next three games. Yeah. But 
I mean, are they going to be favored going to Minnesota? No. no. Are they gonna be, they're going to be an underdog in each of those three games, and they should be. Steelers scored 10 points today in a 13-10 loss to the Browns, uh, to your point. Mark Potash and I had this conversation over a cheeseburger uh, on Saturday night, Jason, that um, there, boy, there could be a false positive if they just boat race the last three teams they play. Uh, the Falcons, the Cardinals, and the Packers, none of whom will be particularly motivated to try to win games if they're looking ahead to their draft uh, proposition. But, you know, the three between now and then I think are a real test. And this, you know, as we sit here at Ford, at Ford Field, this was the toughest of them. And, boy, it would have been, I think it would have been a nice springboard for them if they, if they could have stolen one here. It would have been the most impressive win for not only Matt Eberflus, not e- not only the Ryan Poles Matt Eberflus era, that's obvious. But it would have been to me the most impressive win of Justin Fields' career. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I mean, he's fair. had wins. He's had blowout wins. He uh, I don't know about multiple. He hasn't won that many games. But I mean, this winning this if if this had ended twenty six twenty one Bears or something yeah. like that, I'm putting that ahead of any of his other performances as far as going on the road, beating a good team, beating a team that is. Fine defensively. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the Lions are not great, but they are middle of the pack. This isn't like lighting up the commanders of the right. Broncos. Right. Could, would Tyson Bajant have had them in this game? <laughs> no, no, like, like it's a legitimate question. No. No, I mean, no. I, I think I turned to you. I, I know I turned to, to the, the guy to my right uh, today. And boy, you forget how fast Justin Fields is when you don't see him uh, in live action for five weeks. He's. It's uh, a bailout. It's yeah. an incredible bailout. And, and one, one of the things, when you bring up Tyson Bajan, for example, I don't know that this is very profound to say, but like you're seeing situations where the Bears are in second and 11, mm-hmm. third and 16, and you know that it's possible mm-hmm. he could run for it. Justin right. Fields could run for the entire thing. Yep. If nothing's open, he has that in his back pocket, and it doesn't always work, obviously. But it's a nice thing to have. It's a good bailout to have. It needs to be more that he could beat you without ever doing that Yes. And that is a great break glass in case of an emergency plan. Do you ever play Madden? Yes. There is a, a feature in Madden, at least the level that I play in, where, you know, if you run your quarterback three times in a, you know, five, six play stretch, you know, he turns, when you pull up the playbook, he turns yellow and then red uh, on the little X's. He's fatigued. He's fatigued, and that increases the chances of him fumbling. It increases the, it, it slows him down. Uh, it it's essentially says, whoa, buddy, don't rely on this. And even Lamar Jackson gets fatigued in that game. Yeah. Um, and I, think there's, I think there's something to be said for that uh, in real life, too. I, I think that you know, leaning on Justin legs, uh, Justin's legs sometimes is a great idea, but uh, being reliant on it, I think it's dangerous. Completely agree with you, and I think the Bears agree with you. I think they know they need to be more than that. But I don't see the resources in place to be able to do that. Just to clean up a couple quick things before we go, uh, Justin Fields said both with regard to the injury itself to his thumb mm-hmm. and the month layoff between games mm-hmm. that he felt 100%. Okay. In fact, he said the layoff helped. He felt right. very fresh today. So that's not a neither of those is a reason um, for anything. David Montgomery, the ex-Bear, mm-hmm. uh, has the essentially the winning touchdown mm-hmm. for them. Um, runs for 72 yards and a touchdown. Montez Sweat gets his first sack as a Bear. An interesting note, uh, Sweat in the final drive from the Lions spent a couple of downs uh, on the sideline standing behind Matt Eberflus, and I asked Sweat about it today, and he said, you know, boy, they, they run a lot of plays in those two, in that two-minute, and he just 
needed to come off and, and catch his breath. He came back on toward the end. He was on the field when they scored, but uh, you know that you know it is a, a good reminder that that you know even a guy who's making a hundred million dollars probably uh, needs a break every now and again. Um, any other metaphors or similes? We seem to have used a lot today. Oh, I think we've covered it all. Yeah, I mean, what is it? Similes used as and metaphors don't, or the other way. You have to Google that. It's one of those things I can just never remember. I need to get a tattoo of it, probably. Uh, the interceptions today, Tremaine Edmonds. Mm-hmm. That's something that has been a key storyline to watch this mm-hmm. year for the Bears because he was thought to be this turnover machine in a right. way that Roquan Smith was not. Tyreek Stevenson gets his first career interception, and T.J. Edwards gets, uh, I believe, his second of the season. And, and then the Bears pick up a fumble on a uh, really violent hit on a kickoff return. I believe Tyreek Stevenson made the hit, and uh, and, you know, that that's part of how the Bears could hold on to the ball for, you know, almost all of the third quarter and uh, and try to bludgeon the Lions into submission. Tyreek Stevenson played great today. He did, and that is another thing you're looking for. Even if this just continues to derail and they win only three games, they let's say they lose in all their rest of their games, you're still watching for the rookies to turn the corner. You're looking for Dexter, and Dexter made a play today. He tipped the, uh, interception, the that interception that I think Edmonds got. Right. Um, you're looking for, for Dexter. You're looking for Zach Pickens to play more. You're looking for Tyreek Stevenson to play the kind of game he did today, which was very, very good. You're, you're looking look, for the. You're looking for Tyler Scott to you're make looking that Tyler catch. Sc- yep. Tyler Scott makes that catch. Is it, what Justin say? It's over. It's over <clears throat> if he makes that it catch. It would have been. Yeah. He also said, what, is it, what was the quote? Let me be real with y'all. Or if I'm being real with y'all, we should have won that game. Yeah, that, that was a common – this is the last thing I want to say about it. That was a common – sentiment in the Bears postgame mm-hmm. between Eberflus, Cole Komet, Fields, Tyler Scott, whoever. I would caution against waving that around as a an imitation victory or no. some kind of positive. No. We should have won this game, but we didn't Right, is not a good thing. It's not a win. Yeah, I do think that uh, the players, at least the players I heard say it, weren't saying it as if to absolve themselves. They were saying it as in Damn it! We should have won this game. Tyler Scott was. Tyler Scott was saying we should look in the mirror and see how good we are. And Tyler Scott's a little young. Yeah. He hadn't been around here that long to know. There's been a million of these. It's a little boisterous too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's. Uh, yeah. He's one of the great quotes on this team. Super nice guy. Very enthusiastic. Um, very positive. Mm-hmm. Hyper positive, which serves him very well, mm-hmm. and serves any person very well to be like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to give you a clear-eyed look at what's really going on, and that's not usually going to be positive with the Bears. This team will beat the hyper positive out of you eventually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Talk to Komet. Talk to Mooney. Like, <laughs> talk to David Montgomery. Those guys all came in like that. What did Roquan say the other day? He was happy to be out of there. Saved his career? Yeah. All right, Jason. Um, the Bears will get after it this week. Remember, the next game is on Monday night, which means that uh, you have your Sunday to yourselves, everybody at home, and, uh, and uh, the Bears will... Uh, use the long week and take a break on Thanksgiving Day to be with their families, which means we get to be with ours, which is good as well. Anyway, he's Jason. Mark Potash is far afield. I'm Pat Finley. Uh, Remember to follow us on social media. Check us out on the Sun-Times app and on their website. And if you live in town, please buy a newspaper. For Jason Leisure, I'm Pat Finley. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back again real soon. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app.
Listen every day.